Hello, folks. Welcome to the Whoop Podcast. I'm your host, Will Ahmed, founder and CEO of Whoop, and we are still on a mission to unlock human performance. We build technology across hardware and software and analytics that's designed to continuously monitor and improve the human body. You can check all that out at whoop.com and you can get 15% off a Whoop membership if you use the code WILLAHMED, W-I-L-L-A-H-M-E-D. That's Will Ahmed. We just kicked off a whole new brand campaign with the theme of know yourself. It's based on this notion that there's a lot of things that you know intuitively about your life or about sports, but how much do you really know about your body? So if you find that intriguing, check that out at whoop.com or on our different social media accounts at whoop. Okay, we are celebrating the start of the CrossFit Games by sharing another one of our amazing discussions from Wadapalooza. Our performance manager and resident CrossFit expert, Mike Lombardi, is back, back in the host chair as he sits down with Rory McKernan. Rory spent the last decade as the face and voice of the CrossFit Games and Open. He was instrumental in bringing the sport to a wider audience through broadcasts on ESPN and CBS Sports. He's also the voice of many brands in the CrossFit space, including our friends at Noble. And I'd encourage you to check out episodes 25 and 74 of the podcast with Marcus and Michael, the founders of Noble. Mike and Rory discuss the evolution of CrossFit over the years, what the future competition season could look like as the sport continues to grow, the critical role data is playing in CrossFit and how Whoop plays a role, why young athletes shouldn't focus on just one sport, and which up-and-coming athletes in CrossFit could one day become the faces of the sport. Without further ado, here is Rory. Welcome to the Whoop Podcast live at Wadapalooza. I'm Mike Lombardi. I'm here with Rory McKernan, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> what, I, a couple of those what I view as the, the face of CrossFit for the last decade. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm good. Man, I'm good. I, um, I'd be lying to you if I said that I slept a lot last night, but it was all out of pleasure and, uh, you know, getting some videos done actually with, with Whoop and, and having a good time. So um, I'm underslept, overfund, got some workouts in yesterday and actually having a blast. I've, I've never been here before. Really? Yeah. I've been to a million events and I've never been to Waterpalooza, which is a, a tragedy. Is that largely because of the closer tie to the CrossFit HQ and, you know, yeah. I guess only the rise of sanctionals now? Exactly. Exactly. It's funny. It's, uh, you know, like... Like when, when regionals were a thing, it was my year was very compartmentalized, and it was it was I was going to be gone for the open for five weeks traveling. The regionals were you know four or three weeks depending on, on which year we're talking about, and um, there wasn't there was often conflict when it came to other big events, you know, and and they always had to play second fiddle because obviously they had duties with with HQ. Um, so yeah, it's in, in that regard, it's been a cool reality getting to see. Like last year, I went to Shanghai, I went to Iceland, um, made like basically circumnavigated the globe, right? Going to new events. You're doing like a million projects now, <laughs> um, with you know everything that's happened with HQ and the media staff. Yes. Um, what are all the projects you're doing? Because now it seems like yeah. you keep adding more and more and more. I do, man. I do. Um, it, it's funny because when it rains, it pours, and that comes with um, uh, that comes with opportunity as well. And so uh, to answer the question, obviously I have a fantastic partnership with Noble um, in, and uh, we're continuing to kind of grow their insane, uh, successful brand. Uh, and then doing the freelance stuff on my own, which I found, it was funny. Um, 
I didn't take pleasure in it initially, and I think just because it was kind of begrudging and, and had a lot right. of, there was emotions attached to it, but I'm loving it this year. So even like I was up all night because I could hire an editor, but I, I want to learn it, you know? So like I'm trying to kind of do it myself and... Yeah, you're adding more, more tools to the tool belt. Exactly. Um, and eventually you'll look back in a couple of years and be like, oh, that's crazy that I did that. But you're totally. going to be way happier that you did. Totally. Uh, and, and I found anything like, like you got to have sleepless nights to try and to, to learn something like that. You know, like you don't, uh, I, I'm not making this up. Somebody recently was like, uh, they were a new videographer and they said, hey, um, how do I make the CrossFit Games documentary? And I was like, 10 years of sleepless nights and hard work and relationships and, and breaking your back. You know, like there's, there's no short answer to that question. Hell no. <laughs> it kind of seems what it's like now that uh, not that CrossFit's completely decentralized, but with all these opportunities yes. and who's putting on great events, uh, you know, loud and live with the ability to step in and, and really put on a lot of the premier events and yep. seemingly drive uh, the course of the future here. Yeah. Do you see CrossFit trending the way more like golf where there are, let's say, four main tournaments, you know, mm -hmm. do you see it as potentially getting to be like Waza, Rogue, insert other, Sanctional, and the games? Yeah, I, I guess it depends on, it depends on exactly like how we're defining the conversation. Look, there's a lot of interested parties. Some are the fans that are walking around. Some are clearly there's brands that want to be involved in this space because it's, it's a great um, group of people to, to have uh, interact with. So do I see it going? I, I see like a number of realities where that could happen. And I, and I don't think it was Pat, but it was someone uh, like astute like him last year who said, um, or maybe it's even Con Porter actually at the games. He was like, you know, the new reality is like, the, yeah, the games might not be my end all be all. I, in fact, I've always wanted to visit Shanghai or I've always wanted to, you know, go to this place. And by the way, I can also compete and my sponsors will help me get there and I can bundle other things into it. And so I've heard a, a million different takes on kind of riffs like that. Um, but if we're talking about like, where's the actual structure of it going? I think that that's way, way, way to be determined. But it does seem it does seem like there's all those kind of part and parcel of We've got a Loudon Live who has multiple tournaments. They have multiple tournaments. Yes, exactly. You, know, you could do like a multiple stop thing with, with points for each one and make it into a viable season for an athlete who wouldn't win the CrossFit Games. Exactly. I think that's one of the core parts about the sanctionals is the ability to be a pro athlete now. It doesn't just have to be the I want, I'm aspiring to be a regionals athlete. I yeah. can pick and choose here and maybe actually go win some money, get some sponsorship, make a, make a run out of this. I think that's probably been one of the core things. Yeah. Obviously, I miss the schedule. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm sure you probably do too. You're like, well, yeah. I know, I, like you said, I got this block, this these five weeks blocked off, regionals, and then the games. Well, I miss it as a fan too. Yeah, it's 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 hard to get invested. You know what I mean? It's like well, um, especially with something every weekend. It's hard. As where's it streaming? And with something every weekend, or like uh, my bias on it is also storytelling. And it's like, so uh, take the women's race for example. First and second place are already locked for the CrossFit Games, and to tell like a passive bystander, like I always think about, like how would I explain it to my mom or uh, my grandmother, and to be like, oh, super exciting, and you know, Tia won, and she did this, and whatever, and they're like, oh, great, so she's the one that's going to the CrossFit Games. It's like, no, she already went, and actually she went too, and the third place did, but she might get a backfill from the open, you know, like yeah. it, it could becomes harder and harder to become a sports fan versus uh, yeah, just it, it seems like you, you just got to do this. well enough. Hey, it's probably going to backfill at some point. Yeah. Or it's just confusing to it's, it's just confusing, confusing to wrap your head around, right? Do you feel like you have a pretty good grip on it? It's just this weird math, you know. Yeah. And again, I think that's because when changes happen, it takes a bit to 
settle into them and this group of people will make it work it's just it's uh for now it's a little bit confusing you were mostly in front of the camera yeah for a long time so how long we got crossfit man um if we count my time as a seminar trainer and i started so you were seminar staff as well yeah i was so I, I worked in an affiliate for two years made seminar staff and then um i soon moved up to uh, to northern california to be part of hq um but still kind of was working seminars. So if you count all that, I mean, it's uh, it was about 13 years-ish. Wow. Yeah. And then how quickly, once you actually moved to HQ, were you the on-camera guy? Not for years. Really? Uh, my So I was hired as the... I was the second employee of CrossFit Inc. Oh, sorry, of CrossFit Inc. Media. Okay. And that's when they were getting real big. You know, they're like, hey, we need a second person. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> No, my, my, actually, my tri it wasn't my first job. It was my trial was uh, Tony Budding, who was the media director at the time. Great human. He, he's kind of moved on to. He, he invented Grid League, and then he um, went on now. He's the media director for the Drone Racing League. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Uh, you're involved with that now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen that you um, post about that. As a freelance gig, but it's really cool. But anyway, so Tony, Tony was like, hey, man, um, we had mutual acquaintances. Um, you know, it's, it was very... Um, uh, good old boy system back then and so uh, I got connected with Tony and he said why don't you start by rewriting the abstract to every CrossFit journal that exists so like they had they had used like an algorithm that was it was just pulling random pull quotes and so like if I was scrolling through the CrossFit journal back then and I was looking for like um, I don't know Mark Ripito it might just get some random pulled quote that doesn't make any sense and so I literally had to go through every CrossFit journal and write an abstract wow yeah and so that was my first one for like, you know, whatever. It's kind of not that different than what you're doing now, though. In yeah. terms of, you it's, know, it's true. If, if you learn it from the ground up, <laughs> yeah. then one, you appreciate it that much yes. more. And it helps you then guide that, people underneath you and kind of backfill that's right. uh, you know, an organization. That's right, man. That's right. And uh, yeah. And, and, and honestly, um, to circle all the way back, uh, the on-camera, so that would have been 2009. There were no... Um, there no real. There was no such thing as a full time on camera role with CrossFit in two, 2013, maybe. Right. So we st we were experimenting with stuff, and it was, was always that the first like ESPN a, year. Um, ESPN year, yeah, it was. And now and we did the 2012 regionals for them, kind of on spec. And yeah. then in 2012, we actually did post production shows. But um, I get well, actually, I guess live wasn't until 16, like live, 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 live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we were working with them as early as like 2013. So through this process, it seems like you've become obviously incredibly close with all athletes but you yeah. know some more than others seems yes. like you have pretty special relationships with the daughters you yes. helped Catherine with her book right yeah yeah i did so how did that kind of relationship uh build you know how is it that That's you a great know, question. I, I know you're not you're not a coach it's but you know you're in the space and you know sometimes you just connect yes um so yeah well and also you're you're um i am blessed to be around for like pretty pretty harrowing intimate um you know uh stressful situations like um it's in, in in other ways people that i've worked with at the crossfit games for years like you become fast friends because you go through these it's it's um i, I will never use the analogy of like going to war but you right. you know you you go into this we're gonna get this done together kind of mentality um and also to be fair like our our media efforts um have always were always as crossfit like um, we were objective, but it was always supportive of the athletes. Right. Like there was, there was never going to be, and I think I got to earn trust that way. And I was lucky in that sense. Um, but you're right. Yeah. So some friendships develop better than others. And, um, 
uh, well, I mean, Annie, literally, the Annie was in, on the scene the year after I saw my first CrossFit game. So she came to the 2009 games. I yeah. was at the 2008 ones. And, um, and yeah, that's just the overtime. Like, you're in the same space at the same time, doing the same things all, all over the place. And, uh, and yeah, and Kat, I really gravitated towards each other. Um, and but the, but the book thing is funny. Like, well, we've done these book signings. And when that question comes up, it's like, well, why'd you guys... Why'd you choose to go with each other on this one? <laughs> it's like, I don't really know. You know, it was it was thrown out there, and Cat uh, on that, like on on who she works with in, in particular, she's like she's very particular, which is I I really respect it. I think some people will just like jump in on a relationship with a sponsor because it seems to make sense financially or whatever. Like she's very particular about who she works with, and so it was it was really a big honor whenever like o- O'Keefe actually was the one who reached out and was like, hey dude, like we think about writing a book, and I was like. It's definitely on my bucket list. That's and, a bit, uh, yeah. Yeah, if, if, if the opportunity presents itself, let's do this. So I didn't know this originally, but now it seems like you've, you have this background in writing yeah. based off your abstracts and then the book. Uh, what did, did you actually have any, like, like is your college basis in, in writing? No, dude, I'm a, I'm a poli-sci um, beer and, and recreational sports uh, <laughs> uh, major. But... Uh, yeah, no, literally international relations, but it, it, I, but the same thing for broadcast. Like, um, for a decade, I got to take lots and lots of reps. So, like, um, forgive again another long-winded answer, but um, with the on-camera stuff, people are like, "Oh, you're really naturally talented," and I'm like, "No, dude. <laughs> if you went back and you looked at the update shows that we did in 2000 and like." 10 and 11 you would just laugh us out of the room they were like 45 minutes in the weeds wearing a shirt that looked like my dad's like um just sucking you know that's also kind of how crossfit cultures changed too right yeah um shorts were longer more sleeves (laughs) compression you know now it's but even but i I guess i also i also mean the skill level yeah but it's things get refined over you know over time right yeah the update show became super legit probably not that long after because you were able yeah. to you know get reps in get totally. some feedback be someone was critical maybe you guys were most critical yourself yeah and we had we had a leg up like um if you would have taken I, i'm i'm very convinced still to this day that the uh crossfit seminar training staff is the best public speakers that i've ever met in my life and i think that might that's definitely up there they're, they're incredibly well polished and it's because they hold themselves like they uh, iron sharpens iron and they're all you know they're all generally people who are like want to impress want to do well um, high performers and there's and that lays over a really good training protocol um, and a good structure in, in uh, Dave Castro and Nicole Carroll yeah I was just talking to uh, Austin Maliolo and Hobart about this perfect example exactly. of this you know like when did you realize your coaching voice how critical are you kind of yeah. within this process who helped you and uh, you know the the amount of times it comes back to seminar staff yes. and and the learnings cha- seemingly changed everybody which I, is I agree yeah and I um and again like I I plugged out of seminars in like by 2011 I wasn't doing any more um but it it I missed it every day you know it was just a really cool in terms of the whole CrossFit landscape like wearing a red shirt is a cool ass thing and it's a really radical group of people so going back to the the format of sanctionals and just this need to let's say peak multiple times sure one you have to get there if you're not getting through the open then it gets more and more kind of dire look at that tie whoop in here though 
you've just recently started, what, how long have you been on a month? About, about a month in, yeah. 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 So you can see that something like this, you're just working really hard. Yes. And, you know, you're, you're smashed. Your yes. recovery's smashed. How do you think that is for the athletes that have to travel? do multiple sanctions, compete in the, I mean, I think Waterpolis is probably one of the hardest just because it's really hot. Yeah. Um, and they're really long days, but where do you kind of see data fitting into the future of where this space is going? It's okay. So here's, what's interesting. Two years ago, I would have been like, it, it doesn't matter at all. It's bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, cause, cause a lot of times we're like, how useful are metrics when at the end of the day, you just need to step up and perform. Like T is yeah, not going to look at her whoop this morning and be like, oh, wow, I'm not recovered. I better not take the competition floor. That's one side of it. Um, but what, but, but I, think, I think that what it'll allow them to do is, because I, I get obsessed with it now, and, and it helps me on not these weekends, right? Yeah. Um, in my own little version of this world, I, I mean, when I say I didn't sleep last night, it's literal. Like, I didn't, I didn't sleep a wink last night. And that's not a sustainable lifestyle, right? But these weekends, when you're coming, you, there's like high input, there's things you need to do, there's, there's uh, opportunities. Similar for the athletes, they're going to come and they're going to crush it. So I think, I guess, um, a long way to say that I think that the role of data won't factor in as much here, except for us as fans, I think that it's fascinating. And I could be totally wrong. Like, you, no, we, I th- we should I th- ask I an athlete about it, right? But I think that's, I think that's partially true. I think yeah. part of it is, and on all the other times when you are training, you know the things that are going to impact you positively or negatively. Yes. So it's going to help you almost build these sort of dry runs of, let's say, a comp. And you could yeah. be like, hey, this actually matters. What am I going to do for hydration? When do I eat my food? What actually goes well? Um, yeah. So that they can replicate it when they come to something like this. And it's going to help them. I mean, consistency is key, right? Yeah. If so, you- so, and I, actually, this is great because I would love to. Um, I got all sorts of questions with, with um, like how you would accomplish that. Because I, because I know, and I'm only a month in, but I'm I'm just using the rudimentary functions right now, right? So, yeah, so like, I how mean, would go I ahead something? And ask the questions. Well, that, that just uh, let's let's turn that one around and be yeah. like, okay, so if I was going to look at my hydration, nutrition, strategies, whatever, what am I looking at in the app? Is it just my strain score? And then, and if so, how can I tweak that or fine tune it or like really, how could I document that day? Like, boom, nailed it. How do I replicate that? Is it looking at my food log and looking at my sleep and all right, that kind right, of stuff? Right. So. The, the thing that people get really caught up in is strain, right? Mm-hmm. Strain is effectively a byproduct of how recovered you are. So if you're under-recovered, that strain's going to skyrocket at a, you know, more of an exponential rate, whereas if you're more recovered, it's going to kind of like gradually go, right? Yeah. So HRV is probably, the, and, and resting heart rate are two of the most important things to look at. And also, do you ever click on your quality of sleep? Oh, yeah. So you actually go in and say, how much slow wave did I get? How much REM did I get? My favorite function. Like, okay. like even back when they didn't work, but you could get like a, you know, whatever the wearables were back then, like, but they didn't have any like yep. level of detail. I was like, <laughs> I'd still look at it and be like, oh, great. You know? So if you kind of, if, if you wake up in the morning and you look at how's my heart rate variability compared to how it's been the last 30 days, how's my resting heart rate? And then looking at the quality of your, and quantity of both total sleep and then REM and slow wave, Yeah, you can really th- then go back to the day before and say, okay, what did I do that may have caused this? I'm sure that you guys do, but there's being what a, the amount of fantastic athletes who are also very smart and into training uh, that I see wearing bands. And again, I, I, I can't wait for that. Like as a, as a fan of the sport, I can't wait till the day that that integrates with a live broadcast yeah. to where some of the stuff's just for fun, right? Like, I don't really care what what Sarah's heart rate was. I'm interested, but it doesn't matter because she still won, right? Like, she could have won with It'd be higher. nice to see how that heart rate spikes on when she 
I think she's going to blow apart that bike. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. And or maybe how, maybe or she's how low it is, right? Yes. That, that's the other cool exactly. part is if she can spike it and then immediately the, the heart rate yes. comes back down, she throws that weight up overhead and she's just yeah. cool as a cucumber. Like that's that's really the thing. And yeah. I think you'd see that on a lot of the, let's say, more methodical athletes yep. where they are really in control of being able to get that heart rate back down to do oh, either man. a complex or a highly loaded movement. And that's a skill. And that's it know. is, and and actually, like I, I am and for people to see that, let's say hypothetical whoop data, yeah, they'd see how much better, like people, are like, how again, I'm going to get back to the how much strain have I accumulated? I look at success in fitness of how how fast did I go, and how little did that actually affect my body? God, it makes that's, me feel so much better. That's the that's the sign of improvement of fitness, right? Because Tommy last night was like, "Oh, I got to a 19." I'm like, "Dude, I have never touched like 15." Yeah. <laughs> And that, but again, and I'm a class guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there, but it's, it's all good, though. Yeah, but, but I yeah. understand what you're saying. You and know, actually, saying. I think what'll be interesting too is when you do get that additional layer of information, um, the people who are who are have the most uh, amazing numbers in those senses, uh, the ones that we haven't seen yet, will be your Matt Frazers, um, your Rich Fronings. Like, I, I don't think that those guys get enough credit for how smart they are. Like yeah. they're fantastic at programming. They understand anatomy and physiology, like the, the physiological ways that they train. It's not an accident. Um, they're super smart dudes and they're factoring that kind of stuff in. They just don't have the data. They don't have the hard data probably because it's not been provided. Yeah. You so, know, and you guys are closing that gap. It's, it's, it's really cool to see the adoption just kind of across the board, people trying to get a little bit more. And, and because I think the people that have it fine tuned, like it, Tia or Matt or Rich, yeah, they've got it. I don't know that they're going to give the, the secret sauce out there. Well, yeah, um, but everyone else has got to do whatever they can to to try and close that gap. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the gap's too big. The, the gap's pretty big. Um, I mean, competitive last year. Yeah, with the, with a new format. So who do you think that it's weird because it feels like the there's an old guard now. Yeah, if, yeah. And maybe like Frazier's even kind of going into the. Uh, let's call him like I don't want to say LeBron, but he's older, comparative to the field. Yes, and still not losing a step. Who do you see as kind of up, up and coming? Ooh, um, both sides. No, I mean, well, listen. Noah had a mo Noah had many moments last year that Noah had yet to have, and and again, he's been in the game for a minute. He's not he's yeah. not an up and comer. He's um, he's been around and, and getting better. But um, I think he's man. I think that th those were some some mental hurdles that he had to overcome. Like, I'm going to stand next to you and not implode and and beat you in an event to where um, to where he's a real threat. Anyhow, um, Pat Vellner every single year has a legitimate. I mean, he's the dude. Yeah. You know, in, in my opinion. And uh, but still, you could call them kind of old hat. And the difficulty now is. In the past, I would have gone. I would have answered your questions by being like, "Well, this guy had a fantastic open finish, and although he doesn't have a resume in regionals, like blah <laughs> like blah blah." It. But now I'm like, yeah, I don't know." You data, know? data points are all different. Data points are all different. Unfortunately, it's harder to pass the sniff test in some ways with like um, the dude from Greece who popped for PEDs, yeah. or um, a lot of people now in the open who post a fantastic performance and then either don't show up for an event, or if they show up for an event and they suck, you're like, "Okay, you probably." aren't as legit as you thought you right. were or you said you were um but it, it's really tough man like you know to, to kind of choose a dark horse laura horvath if she i mean she's got some really strange gaps in the past in her fitness primarily handstand push-ups like um like really weird she came in second 
in the CrossFit Games, and then the next year, like, DNF to work out at the Rogue Invitational for handstand push-ups. Right. Um, and I, who knows, like, young lady, chalk it up to inexperience or, or whatever you want. But uh, Tommy, again, my encyclopedia, made a really good point that um, at strength and depth, you had Haley Adams, yep. uh, amazing athlete, rookie of the year last year. You had uh, Gabriela Magala, who is a national champion from uh, Finland, I believe. Poland. Finland, Poland, one of, one of the two. Um, amazing athletes. She won strength and depth. And there's one other young lady. And they're all, like, under the age of 20. Or, like, they're all, like, 20, 21, 22. Right. And so, from the female side of things, like... Oh, and it was, sorry, it was Horvath. Horvath is Horvath, young, yeah. dude. Yeah, she's a baby. And um, and so, you look at that for the female field, like, there's there's part of the future anyways. Um, the, those girls will be making big moves because they're going to be multiple games vet multiple year games veterans right. by the time they're 24 years old um which is really kind of you know probably peak like maturity meets physical capabilities who are it's, yours uh i no, i think Haley adams is going to be really good she's so legit I, I think she's she continues to prove that what well she's young yeah but you can't you can't teach engine you can't right. teach. Well, well, you can a little bit, but t- there's a certain point the, in the, the doc when he's like, "You can run." She runs a 5:20 mile, yes, and it's yes. like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, but the only reason I, the only reason I, I push back is because she uh, she goes to Tennessee Tech and she lives with the Pinchaws. Yeah, so if anybody can teach engine, like yeah, he, yeah. he could teach her he engine. Could teach you know? her engine. Like, yeah, right. Because if you're yeah. waking up, breathing, it's, and it's like the day. year that that people said Matt couldn't do cardio, and then he went and won the the run, right? That's or, right. So yeah. like you can definitely get it. I also think you know hearing Matt's story last night about you know having a burger and a cigarette after winning ECCs was like one of the funniest and most amazing and, and really telling stories of, yes. of how amazing an athlete he is. Yes, uh, but not everyone like clearly he had he has ability and he has capacity. Oh, but at a certain point, some people like running's really hard, and it's right. it's never going to be that that easy for them or that <laughs> fast. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I think there's that. But then there is the strength component. So, you, like, but now the mix. It's you know, how do you create this super well-rounded person that could still yeah lift pretty heavy. Yeah, and I, I guess Tia is like. <laughs> is is the, if, if Tia and Matt, and Matt are the prototype, then well, and and, and, and Rich and, prior to you that, you know what? To take the young person thing to another level too is like, you do now have kids who like even in their in their high school sporting careers, and I don't I don't actually support this to be honest with you, but they're they're foregoing any kind of regular sports like traditional sports to do CrossFit to focus on CrossFit. Yeah. And some of them are even like homeschooling to do it, um, and whatever. My opinion aside, like that's going to bode well most likely as long as their bodies hold up like that's going to bode well for them in the long term uh did you do multiple sports growing up i did yeah 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 um yeah i grew up in texas and and if you were my size you played football oh Westlake. yep yep um yeah drew Brees was my quarterback the the really my when i was a freshman he won state uh the state championship his little brother was my age um and uh no overlap with nick Foles. Nick was way younger than me. Okay. Yeah, so I was like kind of in between. In, those in between two. the two. Yeah. yeah. I forget that Breeze is like forty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah, 90, 1996 uh, Texas State champions. So you were just just football. I was. So I played football, basketball, and soccer. Um, and then Is co- soccer a spring sport there. Um, How's that work? Yeah, actually, we played spring in, in Texas. We played spring and fall. And um, but but when I got to like junior year. When I got to sophomore year, actually, I was like, it was pretty much focused on football. Football. But then, you know, was, uh, we were way into mountain sports and, and uh, getting outdoors and stuff like that. So, we, yeah, always pretty diversified. And I'm trying to do the same thing with my kids. I'm yeah. like, 
They're like, I want to try that. I'm like, do it. You know, <laughs> definitely like, do it. Son tried lacrosse last year. He plays baseball every once in a in a, in a while. And uh, yeah, I think I think there's really no need to specialize down that path, and especially in something like CrossFit, because you're going to be doing you can do CrossFit for all those other things versus focusing on it as like a, a job early right. on. You just develop a. I think not that you can't be competitive. You do CrossFit only, but there's something about being within the team sport, having confines of you know competing like yeah i mean th there's something about it there's yes. definitely something about team sports that that builds you in a way that training by yourself kind of dude and, and, and not to mention the athletic component of yeah. that as well we um <laughs> you know uh rich encourages all of his members to do um like things in the community and so he's always he's played uh flight football for a long time and so he had an a rich's team is like the a team but we formed a b team and dude i have not been as sore as i was for my first game of flag football in, like since I don't even know when. I mean, when's the last time you made this sort of like lateral movements? Right? Exactly. I, I mean, uh, well, I can't tell you. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I tore my ACL in uh, Santa Cruz playing on an HQ basketball team. Oh no. <laughs> we we had a bunch of dudes from HQ, super athletic, super aggressive, and like within three weeks, we had like two torn ACLs, two broken noses. Like it was just <laughs> it was bad juju, but uh, hey, it was fun as hell. Pump dragons. <laughs> That's good stuff. We made a splash. Ma made a splash. <laughs> we also had like at least two people foul out every single game. Oh, you could actually foul out in the league you're playing in. Oh, dude. I mean, it was it, there was like fights and stuff. Usually, yeah. we didn't, we weren't getting in fights, but it was like it was uh yeah it was a bunch of old dudes who. No, I feel that. I uh, when I lived in uh, L. A. for a little bit, there were some very competitive leagues yeah. with guys who were like in the NFL or had played at UCLA. Yeah. Uh, those those were no joke. So it was. Yeah, you look. You made for basketball. Do, yeah, basketball. I did bas soccer, basketball, and rowing. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, so a little bit, but I agree. I'm definitely in the camp of do as many things as you can, mm -hmm. and then when it's time, like I like to do. I, I got into CrossFit because it was hard for me. Yes. And the you always can get a little bit better at something. And you had like you had at least you had the rowing. Like everybody comes in yeah, like I got good. one thing, dude. I got, I got, I got rowing. That, that yep. is it. Yeah, you're like you watch the whole literally hold my beer, watch it. me row. Yeah, <laughs> like wait, pull ups? What? Yeah, pump for today. I was like, man, put me. I'll, I'll do. I'll do uh, someone's individual. Yeah, you yeah I got you guys. Don't worry. That pace one, I got you. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, so I, let, let me take it from highbrow to like super lowbrow. Yeah, with the actual product, do you have an, an interchange multiple bands? Yes. My only thing is like I, I like I take it off for the shower and like I don't know I feel guilty I'm like I'm cheating on my whoop like I should be keeping I, it off. I, I take mine off. How to often do you take it off? Uh, to shower. Just to shower. Okay. Okay. Pretty um, much. Yeah, I think that's probably about it. But you switch out the bands frequently. I like, switch arms too. Okay. I switch. Right, yeah. See, and I was worried about that. I was like, yeah, it's fine. Is my HRV different in my right than my left? Shouldn't be. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Some people have a uh, really thin wrist. Yeah. Uh, you know they have to go a little bit further up the arm or bicep. Okay. So the bicep's great too. Huh. Uh, you know, closer that actually gets to your heart. Yeah. At, at movement, you know, when you're moving around, it can actually be a little better. Oh, interesting. So, so you, could, you could almost make it a chest strap, huh? Hypothetically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But Radical. yeah, so yeah, there's interchangeable bands. So you got your fancy bands. Yeah. Got the we've got the the leather. I saw those. Foot leather. Uh, we've got you know you've got the pronate on, but yeah, lots of colors. Uh, lots more coming. Yeah. It, it's we found that it's almost like a sneaker drop. Oh, are for you, sure. Are you, are you a sneaker guy at all? I absolutely. I mean, dude, I've got like probably well, seventeen yeah. pairs of nobles in my closet. Yeah, that's, that's my wife's about to kill me. She's like, no more shoes, and then four more boxes show up, and she's like, what is happening? And t-shirts too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and what's great is like, uh, noble just started making like 
well, they're not unbranded, but they're they're um, very discreet branding. And so it's like a V-neck, and it's got a little noble down oh, here. Oh, nice. And I'm like, babe, it's not a T-shirt. It's a, it's a dress shirt. <laughs> She's like, it's a T-shirt, dude. You can't. No, no, no. Just because there's not a brand across his chest. A- leisure's a thing now. We can have that conversation anytime. I, you can call my wife for me. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a He needs more shoes and more shirts. There can never be enough. Uh, met, we haven't match. met yet, but just calling to just let you know. Just let you know. It's okay. <laughs> he needs another closet. <laughs> Well, thanks for all this time today. Oh, Especially pleasure. on no sleep, and uh, it's probably going to be another long one. Oh, dude, but it's so fun. Yeah. It's like uh, there's there's times when that kind of thing is a drag, and there's times like this where it's like it's almost FOMO that keeps you going, you know? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> there's always something going on. Yeah. So thanks again, Rory. Thanks to Rory for coming on the podcast. Great job, Mike. A reminder, you can use the code WILLAHMED, W-I-L-L-A-H-M-E-D, to get 15% off a membership. Check us out on social at Whoop at Will Ahmed. Stay healthy, stay in the green, and keep that respiratory rate flat.